الرحمن الرحيم والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا أما بعد There is this beautiful hadith of our beloved Prophet Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم when he said مثل المسلمين في توادهم وتراحمهم كمثل الجسد الواحد إذا اشتكى منه عضوا تداعى له سائر الأعضاء بالسهر والحمى He said the example of the believers is just like one body. If you get sick, one organ is actually struggling in your body, then your entire body will struggle in the night and you will not have consistent sleep. Why? Because you're still struggling. You're still sick. Even though the rest of your body is fine, there, you know, all of the other organs are functioning normally, but because of that part is struggling, then the entire body is struggling. In the lens of this hadith, my dear brothers and sisters, we all got to see some footages on social media, on internet, about what's happening to our brothers and sisters in Morocco and in Libya. And wallahi, it was very devastating seeing them struggling with this earthquake and this flood. I got this call from one of my students in Morocco. And wallahi, this call shocked me. Because he was describing to me what's going on, and then he said something very powerful. I asked him, how are you feeling? And then he said, wallahi, alhamdulillah. Th this statement just shocked me. Because if somebody is going through what he's going through, he basically said, we're really struggling even now with the smell of the bodies that they weren't even able to actually get it out. It's very bad situation, very bad situation. Him and his family, and they're trying to actually seek shelter. It's really, it's really devastating. It's really painful. And yet, he was saying, Alhamdulillah. And that got me to really think about myself. I said, how do I respond to this? How do I respond as a Muslim to what's going on with these thousands of thousands of families that they lost some family members, they lost some, some of their children, they're struggling to even find the shelter, they're actually, you know, don't know if they will be able to be, to be back to normal life soon or not. How do we respond to this as Muslimin? And I summarized it in three points, inshallah ta'ala, I'm not gonna make this too long. Number one, we have to have hamd. Number two, we have to have shukr. And number three, we have to have right theology regarding what's happening. Three things. Hamd wa shukr and right theology. What is the difference between hamd wa shukr? There is a difference. Alhamd is to look around you with all of the blessings that Allah has bestowed upon you. You wake up in the morning and you see your family members right, right next to you and they're safe, alhamdulillah. You're not threatened. You're not feeling that maybe something will happen overnight that you lose a family member. This security, this safety that we live in is one of the greatest na'am, one of the greatest blessings upon us. We need to feel it by our heart and that has to be reflected in our tongue. We say, Alhamdulillah. That's Alhamd. By the way, Wallahi, we are showered by Allah's blessings. The Prophet ﷺ said three blessings. If you have, then you own the entire world. He said, if you have health, and if you have security, you're feeling safe in your property. And if you have a meal of the day, one meal of the day, you're not concerned about what you're gonna eat tonight. 
If you have these three things, you own the entire world. That's what the Prophet ﷺ said. So that is the mindset of a believer. You say, Alhamdulillah, we don't take all of these blessings for granted. We never take all of these blessings for granted. That's Alhamdulillah. What about Ash-Shukrulillah? Is there a difference? Yes. Ash-Shukr, as the scholar said, it comes from the heart, just like Alhamd, and it's reflected on the tongue. You say Alhamdulillah, just like Alhamd, but there is an additional part of this, and that is, it has to be demonstrated through your actions. The scholar said your limbs has to be, has to be engaging in the shukr. Meaning what? Meaning me and you have a responsibility towards the people in Morocco and Libya. We here at Valley Ranch, we cannot tell you donate for a specific organization, but do, do your due diligence. See an organization that's trustworthy for you and, and has good reputation and make sure that you give and make sure that you engage your sons and your daughters while you're giving. This is, this is an opportunity, wallahi, this is an opportunity for me, and for myself and for my children to learn that Al-Muslim is one body. Muslims all over the world is one ummah and one body. If, this, if there is an organ struggling, we all respond to that organ. We all make sure that we actually take care of those who are in pain right now. So, so take your children, let your children even give that sadaqah by themselves. That's a learning moment, a learning moment that you engage your children, inshallah ta'ala, make sure that you give. Within your capacity, everybody's different. Everybody has different capacity. Make sure that you contribute, inshallah ta'ala. The last part, two of the misconceptions about trials and hardships. Number one, it's a punishment of, from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the, the, the clear answer, it is not a punishment from Allah. Because the Sahaba themselves went through series of similar circumstances. With ta'oon and sicknesses that actually, you know, uh, striked the community at the time of the Prophet And a lot of people have passed away because of these sicknesses. So we don't say that it is a punishment to the Sahaba. We never say this. Number two, sometimes we get, we get to question why this is happening. And the right mindset to this is, my dear brothers and sisters, turn the mirror towards yourself and say, how can I benefit from what's happening? So when I go to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and I stand right behind him, I say, Ya Allah, I responded to what's happening in Morocco and Libya. I responded. I made sure that I do my, my, my ultimate my, within my ultimate capacity to help. This is how I view it. I don't question your wisdom. I don't question why are you doing this, Ya Allah. I don't get to even think about, you know, striving to get the wisdom behind it. Sometimes your brain will not even comprehend. And that's because our brains are very limited. Just like our, our eyesight is limited. Somebody's coming from two miles away, I cannot see him. A conversation that's happening in VIC North right now, I cannot hear it. Also, our brain, no matter how intellectual we are, no matter how genius we are, your brain and my brain cannot comprehend certain things, just like the divine wisdom behind these calamities. We can, we can think about it, but we never claim that we have a clear understanding of why this is happening to our brothers and sisters in Libya and in Morocco. In addition to this, you're really hurting their feelings. 
if I am in Morocco and you're saying it's a punishment from Allah, then you're really hurting the families that are really going through a series of, of difficulties and hardships right now. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to alleviate the pain from our brothers and sisters in Morocco and Libya, Ya Rabbil Alameen. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to heal those who are going through sicknesses right now as we speak, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Give them a speedy recovery, Ya Rabbil Alameen. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bring them back to their homes safe and sound, Ya Akram al-Akrameen. أقول قولي هذا وأستغفر الله لي ولكم وجزاكم الله خيرا والسلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته